Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Under the Groove is sponsored by The Laugh Cellar and Lucky Vans Tattoo. Welcome to Under the Groove. My name is Lisa, and my co-host is... Flash Rider. Flash is my cousin, and we grew up together. And the motto of our show is, Be someone who makes everybody feel like somebody. Join us in our weekly talk fest about the excitements of life. Nothing to it but to do it. Costco has a California King for like, Seven hundred bucks, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> oh my god, I have to renew our Costco membership. I I just did. I let it go during COVID because like I didn't go there anymore. So it's like gotta go back to Costco. Well, what, what's so what was so funny is I bought some storage uh, some storage uh, bins, and uh, one of my lids, you know, kind of got bust up. So I got an extra one and. I don't know if they charged me or not, but the, you know how you go out and the lady counts before we even got there. She goes, oh, oh, I see a discrepancy and because I had four lids and three bins. I said, no, nah, I need it. I need it. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, but she's so good at her job. She was just really good at it. I bet you she goes home. She counts her curtains and all the pleats. And, you know, she just... Did you listen? I, I sent you episode five. It was cool. I didn't get to listen to that one yet, but some of my folks that I actually been listening to it, they've been, wow, they, that's pretty cool. And they were tripping off of our dynamics. I mean, I, I feel like our dynamics have always been that way. Like I'm like the little, like prissy little cousin and you're like the cool guy. You know, <laughs> no way. I'm always trying to be like, you know, Negative. most people think that, I'm not, you know, I, I'm kind of like prissy, but I'm not prissy. Mm. Define prissy. Is it like <laughs> kissy, but prissy? <laughs> no, I was just thinking like, you know, like when I was at your place one time and I had a polka dotted dress on when I used to wear mm -hmm. dresses and, right. um, and I was like, and then Jay was like making fun of my polka dotted dress. And I was like, what's the matter with my polka dot address? <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Well, any anybody that wants to flirt with you is going to kind of just, you know, pick on you a little bit. Oh, Jay, he loved me. Didn't that guy love me? Yeah. I told him that you lick a lot of puss, but he didn't understand that. <laughs> it's so funny how many heart guys, hearts I've broken throughout the, throughout my life. I can't help it if I'm fucking gorgeous. Jesus, God. <laughs> Just kidding. That's right. That's, that's right. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, what's going on? You know, I'm just so mad at all the uh, Asian hate crimes going on right now. I really, really do. I'm really, really sad about it because... You know, I really do worry about like my mom, like she lives up in Oregon. Mm. My dad, you know, my parents live in Oregon now. And it's like, I've been to their town. I've been to the 4th of July parade in their town and they had gun floats. Like, you know, it was like that. So, you know, mm. and you know, I would talk to my grandma, Laura, and uh, she says, I never go through. I've never experienced any of that. And I've never, 
it, it's a shock to me that she would even say something like that, right? But I think the reason why is because she she doesn't have a driver's license, so she doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, if you're at home, how are you how are you to to face any of it? I think in the workplace, she's she's given in, and she had a couple of instances where there would be somebody maybe gunning for a job or something. I don't know, but they're picking on the 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 elderly i mean it isn't just one race doing it it's a it's a lot of different races hating on the aging people in i just i think about like our grandparents they're no longer with us but our grandfather i mean Till he was, you know, 95 years old, he walked the streets of San Francisco everywhere. I mean, he never drove. He took the bus everywhere, downtown to his barber shop. He was a, you know, a, a barber downtown. In the Tenderloin. In the Tenderloin. So he... Um... The only way we're going to combat all of this, you know, bigotry and racism is with kindness. Like, the only way you can get yes. through this is being nice you know and i really i really believe that and i just like getting back to thinking about grandpa like walking he carried groceries everywhere he'd walk around san francisco everywhere and if he were alive today like we would be right. seriously worried about him even your grandma laura and gong your gong gong um mm -hmm. like they were they were they were so awesome you know like just very i wonder what it is you think they were just so so content with what they did with their lives or I, I i'm not sure different generation or you know they they taught us good lessons like i i really do feel like when i'm out in about and i i i always want to respect my the elderly because of our grandparents you know well we've had um plenty of celebrations and anniversaries and birthdays where you look at the the guest and it was every nationality under the sun i mean they had friends from work. It was a melting pot. So there wasn't anybody that we were, <laughs> we, we didn't get along with. Um, your grandparents are your cool because, I mean, because Grandma Laura and Gung, they throw a lot of parties. They always, you know, they're, they're pretty good about that. Like mm -hmm. throwing anniversary parties, birthday parties, big parties at like banquets and stuff like that. And they're always good about going around I and, it, and you know, and then your grandma always has a little, you know, the lycee envelopes, giving it to all the kids. And she'd always have like a, uh, she'd always have like a little trinket for them to take home. She always had the best trinkets. Oh my gosh. Like, mm -hmm. like, you know what I remember mm -hmm. about your grandma is, I don't know if she had a collection of 1970s greeting cards from those racks that you would see in the liquor stores. They were like kind of vertical greeting cards and they always had like a funny character on the front. Um, even to like, up to like recently, like maybe within the last five years, like she given me a card or something like that. It's been from like 1970. I'm like, gosh, she's been storing this right. forever. She has like all these like greeting right. cards from 1977 and then she's still using it in two, mm -hmm. the two that, you know, now <laughs> it's so funny. And, and she but what's so up. intricate about grandma, she does, she, 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 she bedazzles them. She puts mm -hmm. your name and different letters and she'll totally put some bedazzles. hearts and some glitter. <laughs> I swear that's her, that's her trademark. You go to the house and she has these little plastic bins with all these stickers and, and you can't touch it. That's her stuff. 
Oh my God. That is so crazy. I, you know what I remember most about going to your grandma and grandpa's house on diamond Heights, you go into the kitchen. First of all, they had like the most funky Brady bunch, uh, wallpaper in the kitchen wallpaper it was like still there orange and yellow flowers yes still there i got pictures as a youngster and and these these people are going to see because i got to put it up i I actually had that picture and i'm eating bowl of noodles and the background is just so vivid and i sit in that same spot thinking that was almost 50 years ago and that that didn't change the only thing that changed is probably the seat oh my god the green swivels they had the swivel seats you know, like the bucket mm-hmm. seats, and they were like green, they could swivel. But what I love going over to their house, they have a huge kitchen table and it was always treats on the table. Like you could get any kind of cookie yeah. you wanted, a treat, uh-huh. rice crackers. Uh, yeah, grandma likes snacks. Snacks of every kind, of every kind of, you know, uh, whatever, you know. And um, that was always cool. I was like, what kind of tin? There was, and they were always like in tins. You know, like the tins from Chinatown, <laughs> like especially the cookies. I mean, the cookies used to come in those little uh, the blue thing, and we turned it into a, a sewing kit after. You know, <laughs> oh my god, the butter cookies! Remember the TV guides? They had a oh yeah, guide. she she was religious. That was almost her Bible. She knew when every show was going to come on prior to that because she'd have a a, D, a, a VCR tape for that show because she wanted to watch them all. She didn't. That was her thing. Grandma's a a marathon TV watcher. She could watch, <laughs> you know, TV 30 hours in a, in, in a day. She, she she won't even blink. You know what I mean? Oh she has these God. these things that keep her eyes open so she don't miss anything. And she she's oh she she's God. down and she knows the whole plot story and everything. You know what I mean? She she really pays attention because that's her thing. Like soap operas, she just gets into it. I mean, they were so cool. We had, I mean, they were it was such a fun time. I mean, like. And now it's like, I think about like, if anybody would have hurt them now, like, oh my God. I mean, it's really tragic what's going on, you know, like just, you know, I mean, I've seen some of the footage on television. Like this, I saw this one, uh, you know, they caught it on camera, the laundromat, this like old, older Filipino guy. Like he's just there sick in his mid sixties and these guys just come in and start beating on him. And it's like, you know, I, 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 I immediately get a stomach ache and I can't even imagine if, you know, people you know, uh, would have done that to people that we love, you know, and I saw somebody on uh, CNN or something, and it was an Asian reporter. And she said, when she was there covering what was going on in Georgia, she's, she teared up and she said, you know, I think about, cause she was Korean, this reporter and the, and the women who got, you know, brutally murdered were Korean as well. And she's like, I think about my aunties. I think about my grandparents. I think about my own parents. And, and she started to tear up and I'm just like, yeah, you know, it's true. It's like, well, I'm going to tell you a specific story and it's only because it was a reality to me and you can't be everywhere out everywhere. I mean, things are going to happen almost at a blink of an eye. I had got a call from my father and my dad used to deliver um, beauty supplies and uh, records and these, you know, with, along with my grandfather, they had a van. So they just went around the city and delivered these things to accounts that they had. Yeah. And one of the ones were downtown. And I guess there was a, a, a problem with one of the guys. He, my dad must've been double parked and he didn't like that. So he came out and actually put a gun to his face. It was shocking because as he told me this, I mean, I'm, he feel helpless, but you know, I'm glad that he was alive 
and there wasn't an altercation. There wasn't anything but just the brandishing of the pistol because, you know, in an, in, in, in an instant it could have been done and I couldn't have saved him. I'm sure nobody else could have. So, you know, those kind of things are like, why would he do that over over him being late or her rushing or, you know, who knows the situation, man? I just, I just, is that the right thing to do? No, it isn't. How I feel is that it's happening all too common and I don't want to combat it with um, a, a violence, but I think if people are present and people put eyes on things knowing that they're going to stand up to it, yeah, there's not going to be a lot of communities that are going to tolerate this and I'm sure they're not. I have experienced uh, that kind of uh, situation in, in in my lifetime. I'm, I'm 51 and growing up in the suburbs of Northern California. I mean, it's funny because I grew up mostly in San Francisco, but then, you know, my parents wanted to build their dream home up here. And so when I came up to Santa Rosa from San Francisco, whew, people treated me so crazy. I mean, I remember being at parties and and people like this is like in 19, you know, 86, 87, and people are, at, you know, doing, you know, pulling their eyes back, making slanty eyes towards me at little parties in high sure. school. And I'm like, Whoa. oh, yeah. And, it, and it's it doesn't matter, like, you know how much money you have or whatever it was just the color of your skin because no we I, I nobody was like me there wasn't a, a, there was you know very few Asians I mean in, in my school maybe I mean the only Asians that were at my school were like you know Laotian student those were my friends but you know Cambodians and Laotian students and um yes but other than that I mean we we didn't you know it was not very diverse and so just imagine like I felt horrible that day when I was at this party and these white dudes were like you know uh making slanty eyes at me I, I live in Redwood City and there was a little park that I go to and uh there was um I'm just going to call him a little child. I mean, that's basically where they were. They couldn't be more than 10 or 11. And I'm not going to tell you the ethnicity because it really doesn't matter. But I'm, as I'm walking across the street, they did the same thing and they do a ching chong Chinaman or something like that. And I looked at him and go, it's always taught through somebody. Right. Where? When was this? When it, was this, cuz? This is probably, I don't know, maybe... 10 years ago, I guess, um, you know, I've been here a long time. So <clears throat> to hear that was a shock. It's just humorous. And I look at it as that because there isn't nobody that's better. Man, we're all in this together. And <laughs> it, it, it's that it's that feeling that, and I watched a good movie with James Brown, that the word groove is a feeling. And because our feeling is solid, that's what we are. I remember Grandpa, uh, he used to have a picture of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. And I remember him. I, I, it's so funny how, you, you know, memories, some, some memories, you just think of them as they were just yesterday. And I remember him showing me a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. and saying, he is for us. Point is, I think that uh, I don't know how advanced we are. Now we're back. Now, here we are fighting for voting rights. It's like, what the hell's going on? You know, I mean, what is the most experience? What is what is your experience in having somebody be like you just said you were walking to the park and somebody was going ching chong Chinaman? First of all, hello, what the fuck? I mean, like, I mean, it, ha it, 
it, it it's happened since I was a youngster, cousin. I just learned how to be thick skinned. I mean, the name yeah. calling, the description, the the, right. the the. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I'm not going to say the despicable stuff, but for me to reciprocate that back, I would be the, being the same people they would be. So for me, even when I tell my my, my children, because my children, <laughs> their friends are. You know, they're like Baskin Robbins, you know, 31 flavors. They're all, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I come into the house and they're all respectful. They all say hello and they all, you know, are, are, are great individuals, great human beings. And I love it because they speak amongst men and they speak amongst women and they talk with respect. And I love to hear that. I mean. Everybody used to call, he used to walk around the streets and everybody would say, is that Mr. Miyagi? It was so bad. Like, you know, from, from, from Karate Kid, you know, uh, Pat Morita, people would call him Mr. Miyagi. And we'd be like, first of all, my grandpa is not Japanese. He's Filipino. Just because you, anyway. You know, but his final words when we went to go see him pretty much on his deathbed was to live life. He said, live life. Enjoy. Yeah. That's sweet. That's right. And, 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 it, and it stuck so solid with me because he was conscious of what he was saying and he knew we had to be happy. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it was powerful. Because you would you would go to his barber shop and he'd give you money. You get a free haircut and come out with a pocket full of cash because. Yeah. I don't know how that worked out, but I was always happy to get go there. You know, our grandfather was actually really cool because he was really a well-known barber down. Actually, his shop was uh, down uh, on Cyril Magnon and it was uh, he cut. uh, It was near the uh, some really high profile um, uh, companies. And so he cut a lot of high profile uh, CEOs of companies and couple diplomats he he did a couple you know that were in the city visiting and everybody wanted to go to his shop it was called al's barber shop everybody wanted to go to his shop because he was known to give the best massage after your haircut mm-hmm. and um i remember mm-hmm. being in his barber shop and it he had a lot of playboy magazines it was just sitting right there like all of his customers wanted playboy magazines <laughs> they were just right there <laughs> um mm-hmm. He was cool. I remember uh, Cody, your son, uh, uh, he posted a picture of grandpa one time of um, with his bar in front of his barber pole, you know, because your son's a barber, a pretty good amazing yes. barber, too. Yeah, that's crazy. To him, yes. Thank Yeah, they were really inspired by Grandpa Micah. I mean, his his uh, dedication to the art. I mean, I believe that was his. I mean, besides being out of the army, that was his only trade. I mean, yeah. he didn't work as anything else besides the barber and it was his own shop which is pretty solid yeah i'm trying to find a thing i posted on instagram um uh let's see um yeah it's a uh, he um you know he received the army commendation medal in 1951 and i remember when i asked him why he received that medal he said um because i did something they liked i thought that was funny <laughs> he's like uh, but um he was in the he was in the band he was in the military uh band and he we have some pictures of him we'll post them on our website once we get it up but he has some pictures of him playing he was first clarinet i i remember your gong like i i his history is they came from the east coast right gong and gong came from no, the my, east coast. no my my gong is born bred in, in, in san francisco it was funny because his mother came here and 
he oh, was he born, but they gave him a Chinese name. Yeah. And, and so he he in school had to make up his own name. So he called himself Henry. <laughs> That's so crazy. Henry. That was- I wonder what uh I wish I could go back because we were too young, but I wish I could go back and see what Henry and Laura and Alfredo and Eustachia, who are our grandparents on each side. So Eustachia and Alfredo and Henry and Laura are two sets of grandparents. I think that they mm-hmm. did have uh, some interaction because I saw some pictures in an old family album of them at a party. And they were like, you know, this was like 1971 or 72. And I saw some pictures of them. They look so fly. Oh my gosh. And I. I know you did. But you know, your grandpa said, Gung said to me, I said, Gung, um, how do you, what's your, your trick to life? And he goes, I just eat what I crave. He said, if I'm craving crab, I go down to Chinatown and get some crab. If I'm craving some steak, I go get a steak. Right. If I'm craving, I eat what my body craves. And I think that it, I've always right. taken, I, he told me that when I was in, in college at SFSU because I used to always sneak over to their house and do my laundry. He'd come downstairs and Gina would be like, go in there, do your laundry. <laughs> and he'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be like, do my laundry, go. And he'd be like, okay, just make sure you put the thing over there. I'm like, okay. But he told me that, and I ever since that, that's like you know, thirty years ago, I still do that, and that's why I'm so trim and fit. I'm yeah, saying, me too. He, <laughs> I mean, we that's are. Right. That's I, right. We eat what you crave, right? There's no what you crave. He does even to this day because Dungeness crab is his favorite, and whenever I can, and it's available, I bring him some because he'll still know. How, he he tells me, "How do I do it?" I was like, you know what to do. Why don't I put it in? He knew how to crack it and put it in his mouth and dip it in the sauce. And- you know, our grandfather on our mom's side, our, our our maternal grandfather, this is, I don't ever, I feel like embarrassed. I don't feel embarrassed to tell people this, but he used to go down to, to the fish, the wharf. And they loved him because, you know, the crab, you know, the, the guts and stuff, the yellow part and all that kind of stuff. What's that called? Like the gutsy start part, you know? That's what grandpa loved. Custard. He loves that. So they go yeah. down, he goes down to the wharf and they, he just says, save it for me. Nobody wants that part. He wants it to go home and put it on the rice. And mm-hmm. so I went down there a few times with him and I'm like, we're going to pick up like the guts of the crab to go home and eat on the rice. But uh, how are Gung and Gra- grandma doing? Are they, how, how old are they now? I haven't even seen them in like two or three years. How are they doing? Well, they're in their nineties and they're still living together. They have a couple of caretakers now. Oh, good. Um, okay. that, that get them get them by during the day because Gung would fall quite often, and when he did, Grandma, you know, she couldn't lift him up. So one of us had would have to drive up, and you know, a lot of us are probably about 25, 30 minutes out. So yeah. you know, a lot of the other uncles would suggest you know maybe calling nine one one. I mean, it's using the emergency services, but I, I just myself. If I can do it, I'm going to do it. And grandma usually relied on me at crazy times, but we'd go up there and they'd be fine. I mean, Gung has uh, dementia. So does. myself, yeah, I, I he, just, does he, does I use a lot of humor. Bun, does he know who you are? Who does he remember in the family? 
Well, you know what? You know, as, as much as I spent, he does recognize me, but there would be some cases because that I, 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 it threw me a little off. He would get mad and want to fight me. I mean, never in his life he would ever do this, but he would hold his fist and, you know, what the fuck are you? I mean, he'd, he'd just, you know, kind of go off. So yeah. I knew that's a part of the disease and that's something that you just, you know, you just phase out. I mean, at first it was kind of shocking, you know, how would anybody else deal with it? I'm going to go, okay, well, I'm not going to do anything and I have to be, you know, kind of comical to myself and because I'm, I'm understanding that he's just, you know, he's acting out maybe ways that we don't understand, you know, then he settles down and grandma will settle down real easy. Grandma is something that he constantly looks for, you know, during the day. So, you know, he's, he's surviving. He's still living. I mean, he's still eating. He's still, you know, um, you know, using the restroom on his own. And so, you know, we're just hanging in there with them. Time in their days um, to alternate themselves, staying over so that they don't have too much of the, uh, the in-home care. Cause I know that's a burden on the finances. I mean, I don't know who has enough money to put enough of that away so that somebody can care for you. That's definitely something that, you know, elderly people have to look out for. So to hear these things about, um, you know, these younger men putting uh, hurting on them. I mean, they're they're hurting already. And that's what I think the public don't understand. I mean, if they have to walk somewhere to get their groceries, that's tough, man. And they're bringing yeah. them upstairs, possibly. And there's, there's a lot of people relying on these people. But I think that individual doesn't understand because they were never taught. So I'm going to teach you. Leave them alone. Important for us to come together as a community to stop this violence, stop the hate. We have to educate one another. We have to support one another. We have to uh, do the work and really make people aware that this is really an, a problem in our country. I mean, are we always going to remain nameless and faceless in this country? Uh, if you see someone being hurt or threatened, please do something. Please do not just sit by and watch. Go to stopaapihate.org. All right, we've reached the end of Under the Groove this week. Cha-cha. Cha-cha. <laughs> I love you, cuz. I love it. Love you too, cousin. To stop aapihate.org. Stop the hate. New episodes of Under the Groove drop every Sunday. Storygram Network.